You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Sound like I'm thinking that it was orchestrated from the beginning, and that's not what I think. No, but even the even the canceling the because what are you saying that that one theater pulled out and then Sony pulled back and said, all right, we're not going to show it anywhere because no, that not just one theater, fucking Cinemark and AMC. Yeah, it was it was like the four major chains. It was the major chains of theaters. Yeah, I mean, you still got a considerable amount of art houses and indie houses that'll be like, hey, we'll play your movie. We don't give a fuck. Your Alamo Draft House, exactly, which is you know a huge. I don't care what you say about Cinemark <laughs> and AMC. Alamo Drafthouse is a huge fucking influential oh, yeah. theater here in not this just in pr- DFW in in Texas. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great place, and it's a place a lot of people go to, mm. and it's going to influence decisions. It's going to influence audiences, and of course, you know, you would you still got them. They're they're offering to show it. Mm. Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So you think you pulled it from them? Or, or that that Sony uh, pulled it from the the art houses. Uh, and, oh yeah, and that I, was part I, of their plan. Th- I think that was. I think they were trying to drum up. If they weren't going to get that, they were at least going to try to get the VOD money, the video on demand stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. That hey, if we can't get it in theaters, if there's you know we've still got these art oh, house yes. theaters, and we'll also show we'll we'll throw it on video on demand. You know, th- but to hold, they tried to withhold it just a little bit more. Try to give you that feeling that it wasn't going to come out. It wasn't going to be available to you. Just to drum up a little bit more interest, mm. you know, you got people all over the place posting stuff. Like there were fucking Facebook groups about yeah. freedom. And oh, I was release the the. I tweeted re- too. I was it. like, I'll I'll buy it on VOD for ten dollars. That's just that's to... and it's it's funny to me that they still haven't done well because of all <laughs> well, of that fucking interest and all that attention. I think ultimately it worked against them simply because. It was never going to work. Well, it's not a very good movie, apparently. It, it was never going to work in the holiday season, and yeah, I've heard that That's same thing. That's the part it's not of the story they good. can't control. You know, the, the reviews are still. It's it's got. I don't know what the Rotten Tomato score is, but uh, everybody who's who's seen it was like, eh, not good, <laughs> not funny. But I'm still gonna see it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I I think uh, I don't think it was as well orchestrated as as you make it. I, I, and, I think and what really I'm saying is, I think that you. Have this weird idea that I think that it's far more orchestrated than no, it was. Not anymore. I don't think there's a whole lot of work that went into what they did with this movie. I think they got but lucky. I don't think it was hard for them to do. Well, it depends on what what point of view you have on <laughs> yeah, how lucky. I guess they nobody were. would say Stody got lucky this year. Hey it's guys, worse year. It's the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio <laughs> Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And uh, this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes debate. Uh, the film business, uh, and sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, oftentimes they're bad movies, but sometimes they're really good. In fact, this month we are doing a series of our favorite things, and uh, this week marks the last yep. film uh, for our little favorite thing series. It also marks the last podcast of 2014. Oh, so sad. I know it's it's sad to see it go, but I'm very excited to see where we're going to go in 2015. Going to be kicking it all off with the Eddie Awards. Uh, next week. Next week, yeah, and, uh, first week of January. Hopefully, you'll you'll join us for that. We we won't be talking about a movie. We are just going to be looking back on the year and you know handing out awards. Yeah, uh, going to have some special guests 
and uh, and we hope that you'll join us, won't you? It's a retrospect show. <laughs> All right. So this <laughs> you should be sitting by a fire, <laughs> drinking a brandy, having this conversation with a listener. Sebastian Cabot. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, so this last week, this was your pick, Joel. This is my pick. I'm glad I get to get to bring in the rear, as they say. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is decidedly a guilty pleasure. Uh, there's there's no way you know. We talked about what did we do? We did Home Alone. We Die did Hard, Home Die Alone. Die Hard. We did Doomsday. Doomsday. At least those first two movies are are, are both uh, critically and and audience yeah. uh, acclaimed. Yeah. Um, you check the Rotten Tomato scores; they're definitely fresh. They're at above fifty percent. Uh, the last two were seventies, eighties, maybe. Even. Uh-huh. I know Die Hard. Isn't Die Hard have like a ninety-one percent? Die something? Hard has to be. It's it crazy has to be up there. Uh, this movie that we're doing this week does not. This is uh, I'm, I'm zigging a little bit. Uh, but it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I know Jeff here when I when I announced it last week. Na, he, na, 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 na. he helped me pick it. <laughs> Getting ziggy with it. <laughs> oh, I, I wondered. I was like, what yeah, is that's where I was. Going. I did, I waited Chris too Rock, long. I was taking a drink of water. Sorry, right. waited too long. Um, so Jeff helped me uh, choose. <laughs> no, you don't want to take credit for this. <laughs> I gave him two choices, and you uh, you were delighted at this one. Okay, what were the two choices again? Uh, you, well, I didn't well, tell I, you. What I don't the know other what the was. other one was. Should, yeah, what was the other? I don't one? know that I should tell you because we, we. Why we're not going to do any? This is the last of our favorite things. Well, for now, for the next twelve months. I can't. But what if know. I decide to do it uh, next December? No. Okay. All right. Fuck it. I'll tell you. It was a Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. But you'd seen it before. I had seen it. Whereas you had not seen this week's I had, movie. I had not seen Osmosis Jones. Which is Osmosis I'm Jones. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was setting you up. We did We did announce it last week, though. We I did, guess we did. Didn't so we? I don't feel too bad about that. There and the title's going to be on the podcast, so people will already know. It's yeah. not like someone's like, oh, fuck, you spoiled it. <laughs> I thought about that, though, when we when we title these, whether we should start withholding, but no, because then people won't listen. Yeah. And that's a horrible idea. And I mind. feel like part of, the, part of the appeal, the marketing appeal of our podcast is when people look at the titles and they're like, yes. oh, they talk about this movie. Yeah. I want to see what they have to say. Yeah, it helps us in the uh, Die Hard Home Alone episodes. Maybe it hurts us in the Thanksgiving 30 <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, what the well, we watch some horrible movie. Next time we watch a really bad movie, we just won't even tell. We'll call it a fifth element. Yeah. There you go. Remember <laughs> that, Jeff. So, yes, Osmosis Jones. This is my pick. I saw this when it came out, uh, not in theaters, but on DVD, uh, in 2001. Uh, I think, I don't remember the month in 2001, but this is this is, this is is a pre-9-11 show or, or, or movie, at least as far as production think, was, yeah, was concerned. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, not that that really matters. I just, that's, that's my. No, it does matter. I think it does matter because it's um, it's my my Mason Dixon line of 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 film. There, I, I really feel like there was a shift in the way films were were made. Absolutely, especially that. in two thousand one. Like yeah. it, it it shifted pretty quickly. Well, you remember the Spider Man trailer, the original yep, Spider Man trailer, the bank robbers, and then they were trying to get away in a helicopter, and then the next thing you see is the helicopter webbed up between the twin towers. It's such a good trailer. It was too, a great and trailer, up, and it had just debuted, I think, like that August. Yeah, and then they had to pull it immediately. Um, uh, you can still find it on YouTube. Anyway, um, so Osmosis Jones, this was the last film that uh, Warner Brothers Animation, the short-lived Warner Brothers Animation Studios released. They did The Iron Giant. Iron Giant was their first one, wasn't Brad, it? Brad Bird's Iron Giant. Fantastic is, movie. It was. It was really good. Um, it still, to this day, holds up. Uh, I recommend if you haven't seen still this. It makes me cry. I told does. you, I took Sarah to see that in the theater. She hadn't seen it. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who wrote it. Uh, wrote the screenplay. Oh yeah, was there doing a Q and A afterwards? Oh yeah, and just just watch that movie. Like it, it always it gets me. It totally gets me. Two parts, you know, where where the the Iron Giant tells him he's like, "You stay, I go." Yep. 
<laughs> oh my god! I just like start tearing up. And there, there are movies today that are still borrowing from that. If you've seen Wreck It Ralph, that yeah. whole climax kind oh, of yeah. uh, harkens back to the Iron Giant. And I really think that that's why Wreck It Ralph is probably my favorite Disney Animation Studios movie. Yeah, I love that fl- that film. That flim, the, the flim, the flims, the flims of uh, Disney Studios. Better than Frozen, huh? Flozen. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Joel, let it go. That's the progressive uh, insurance version of uh, Frozen. By the way, Lego fans, they've just released Frozen Lego sets. No way! Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, like for the. Not for, that I care. <laughs> for the, for like uh, their girl sets. And the thing that I don't like that they do for like the, the girl Legos, and I think this is where Lego's uh, kind of getting it wrong, is that they're making like the minifigures a little more doll like. Mm-hmm. And they're not just regular minifigures like you would get with Legos. I think, you know, I think little girls are cool with that. They don't need... What are they, like, curvy? Yeah. They're, like, they are. 36, 24, they're, 36 yeah. Legos <laughs> instead of just, like, She's blocking. a brick <laughs> house. She's a brick house. She's made she's a Lego brick. Yeah, a brick. Le- Lego brick <laughs> house. That's great. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I totally went on that tangent there. But, yeah, Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Frozen. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers Animation Studios, they did, they did Iron Giant. They did this. And I think there was the third movie there. Was it, like, Looney Tunes back in oh, action or that's something? What it, well, was it Space Jam? You Th- got the jam. I think you're right. I think there wasn't an actual Looney Tunes. Uh, uh, and and sadly, because Osmosis Jones failed, um, they no no. You know what happened? <laughs> because they had Brad Bird on their roster. Did you read this? Do you know this? No, story? I don't. I don't know the story. So either. Brad Bird had a little little script, little movie that he wanted to do next for Warner Brothers Animation, and they got to choose between Osmosis Jones and that uh, unknown Brad Bird movie. And they said, nope, sorry, Brad Bird, see you. Hit the hit the bricks. Hit the Lego bricks. Uh-huh. We're going to do Osmosis Jones. And that movie that they passed on was The Incredibles that he went Oh, there, my God. That he then went on to Pixar. That, that is and to this so day, good. it's still my favorite it's, Pixar movie. How have they not made they sequels are. to that already, though? Oh, I know. Like, we've had four Cars movies, Ugh. but we haven't had an Incredibles sequel yet. And they're sequelizing everything. They're, they're doing a Toy Story 4 now. They're doing a... Wait, 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 wait. How do you mm-hmm. do Toy Story 4? Exactly. Well, now they got Bonnie. So they're doing Christmas specials with the Toy Story. So when well, I got, I get that, but like, I know, I kind of feel like the way that that story was yes. told. Yes, like that's, that's thank you some finality. It was an excellent way to end a series of films. I know, and a lot of people are disappointed that they've done that. Sounds oh. like a cash grab now that they're in Disney or oh, in cahoots. It's uh, it's hard doing... not to. They're very marketable characters. Are they going to be able to get everybody back for it? Oh, I'm sure. Except I mean, for it... Jim Varney. <laughs> no, no, they're resurrecting him with the Ouija board. <laughs> He'll be doing his lines. Hey, Woody! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy shit! There you go, Pixar. If you're you listening, go. Pixar. Get, let me uh, let me give me a job. Joe Cucinati. <laughs> uh, or Kelly. If you don't like Italians, I could be Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like Italians? Uh, the Irish. Well, yeah. The, there you the go. early Irish yeah, immigrants yeah, yeah. hated Italians. <laughs> I was just watching Gangs of New York the other day. <laughs> Examples. Um, so as Moses Jones, <laughs> yes. Uh, this was uh, this wasn't even an entirely live action or uh, animated movie. It was. A, a mixture of live action, yeah, animation. but not like in that cool, clever way, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Or, or even Monkey Bone <laughs> or to even, some extent. Or even Monkey Bone. Well, there were parts of Monkey Bone that were successful, but that was stop. God, measure. now you've got me wondering which one of those, which one of these did I prefer, Monkey Bone or Osmosis no, Jones? No, Osmosis Jones is much better than Monkey Bone. Well, well let's Osmosis get into Jones, it. Let's get into it. Osmosis Jones, and one of the reasons I like it, first of all, the premise I think it's clever. Uh, I remember going to Disney World. Yep, getting a nod over here. From Very Jeff. clever premise. I will give you that. I remember going to Disney World and Epcot Center when I was a child, and I love Body War. Remember Body Wars? Yeah. This is kind of like the the animated version of Body War. 
Wars, or uh-huh. they, they took it a step further. And uh, so it's, 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 it's educational without being like Saturday morning cartoon beat you over the head after school special educational. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though maybe some of the fa- there aren't, so, I mean, there aren't of, helicopters flying around in your the, mouth. Some of the live action stuff, too, where the little girl's like, Dad, you uh, need to work out. Yeah. And you need to, you need to eat vegetables. And- no, you're absolutely right. The way this film starts off is uh, in the live action world with uh, Bill Murray. We've kind of buried the lead. Bill Murray is in this movie. Yeah, as Frank. Uh, and the whole, all the live action sequences are directed by the Farrelly brothers, who you know from uh, Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. and uh, something about Mary. Which, w- watching these live action sequences, you could see why, or at least some uh, some evidence as to why the Farrellys hadn't had a hit yeah. since, arguably, since something about Mary. I yeah. mean, Kingpin was a fun movie. I, I like, like Kingpin. Kingpin, but some would say you know they they haven't enjoyed any real. Commercial success and something about Mary. No, yeah, because what did they do before Dumb and Dumber 2? They do that Three Stooges they, movie. They did the Three Stooges movie, which I actually heard some decent stuff about. I did too, but there was like, who? Yeah. Like they were they were marketing it towards kids. Kids don't know who the fuck the Three Stooges Remember, are. They did that movie Stuck on You? Oh, with uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and, and Greg Kinnear. Yeah, there you go. As as the twins. I, as never, I never saw that. Conjoined twins. <laughs> That's kind of, had that potential to be <laughs> funny. I. I'm not a huge fan of the Fairly Brothers. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, with Jim Carrey. People like that movie. Yeah. yeah, some people like that movie, but again, it didn't enjoy the same commercial success that Something About Mary did. And I, uh, what do you? How do you feel about the Fairleys and Something About Mary? Uh, I there's there's a part of me that digs what the Fairleys do because uh, I don't know if you know this. They did a movie called The Ringer. Mm-mm. With uh, um, Johnny Knoxville, and the premise oh, yeah. of it is it's this oh, guy, shit, yes. he and his grandfather are like stuck in debt, and what he decides to do is fix the Special Olympics. Yes, to like this is a movie that could not come out now. Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, in some respects, Osmosis Joe's couldn't come out now, mm. but uh, but but no, The Ringer could not come out, and it's about this guy. Like I said, on the surface, he he fixes the Special Olympics to try to win money, and and you think this is going to be a despicable movie. But it really has a lot of heart. That's what I heard. It was very impressive. Uh, it is actually one of the movies that I enjoyed the most that year. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was it was really good, and I love the way that because because the Farrellys have a history. Uh, I believe that I can't remember what it was. They have I think they have a family member that. Uh, that that is a, it's special it's oh, special needs so they could play that card anytime. Well, no, no, no. It's not up. that they could play a card, but they're very it respectful helps. with the way that they represent special needs characters yeah. in their in their films. That's right, because something about Mary. Had <laughs> something about Mary had Warren, uh, and so they uh, but they they have someone like that in just about all of their films, and with the Ringer, I think they they handled it very well, and they handled the journey of that character in a very respectable way, uh, and so I like them in that respect that they're able to do that and. And I think they are skilled at the way that they do it, yep. but I think that their movies are so pedestrian. Like, uh, so even something about Mary at this point. Like, I loved that movie when I first saw it, but going back and watching it now, it's not even a quarter as brilliant as I thought that it was. Yeah, I I remember thinking that was way overrated because yeah. I kind of caught it on the tail end of it. Had already come out on video. Everybody, everybody had already seen it on on TV. They're calling it like the best comedy of all time, right? And I saw it, and I was like, this seems. I've, I've seen There's this some before, moments one. in it that I think are fucking amazing. Oh yeah, oh some images that will be seared in well, well, the collective memory. I mean, this is, I'm just talking about the part where uh, where Ben Stiller is in the car with uh, uh, what's his name, who is in Down Periscope. Oh, uh, um. I can't remember his name, and he's talking about the five minute abs. <laughs> he's like, Jesus. you know, they they have that workout, those uh, the eight minute abs. 
<laughs> I came up with seven minute abs. Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> seven yeah. minute abs. Uh, and I was, that whole part is amazing. And he's That's got funny. that like that that sleeping bag that you know has like a body There's in a it. Body in it. And- so good. Uh, but yeah, no, Farrelly Brothers. I feel like I feel for the most part. Especially for brothers working on a film together, right? You would think that you'd have something a little bit stronger. Yeah, but you're right. They do do when they when they uh, do do <laughs> when uh, when they when they have sweet moments in their movies, and that was the best things about uh, um, uh, what's the bowling movie, Kingpin, Kingpin, and something about Mary. They always had a little, little bit of heart mixed in with all Even the kind Dumb of and the, Dumber, the, the first f- Dumb and Dumber. That's true. That's true. Um, and there's a little bit of that in here in the live action sequence. I should mention that even though they get directing credits. They only get credit for the, the live action. Bill Murray, Chris Elliott. Oh, I should mention Chris Elliott has a supporting role. It's yeah. kind of nice to see them back together after Groundhog's Day too. Nice That's right. Groundhog Day yeah. reunion. Um, but the animation, the animated sequences are all done by you know a couple of. There's always like a duo of of, uh, of directors uh, who have a background in animation. So I don't know how much credit they get for that. I think a lot of the credit has to be given to the the the, the script writers. Um, I can only imagine there were more than one. I don't know who they are. But going back, going back to the cleverness of, of the premise, and then a lot of the lines, there's a lot of throwaway lines. And even watching this, and this is probably the fourth or fifth time I, I saw it when I watched it again the other night. And a lot of the stuff that I, when it came out 15 years ago, went over my head. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I picked up on, there's just little clever Pixar-like plays on words. Um, in the mayor's office, there's a, a poster behind um, and it's talking about the million, uh, whoa, the million oh, yeah, membrane yeah, yeah, yeah. march. Million membrane march. Um, and actually, I've written down some of the more clever lines. Um, I don't know. Do we want to get into it now. Go ahead. All right. Why not? Like, I took one note. <laughs> yeah, I took you did. one note. Well, so this let is, me. This is your deal. Let me give you a little summary of what this is about. Okay. So Bill Murray uh, has a daughter. He works at a zoo with uh, Bill Murray plays Frank and his daughter Shane. There you go. Thank you for for, for the names. Uh, <laughs> That's and all I'm good for. Uh, we're immediately we're beat over the head with the. Uh, Man, not since Fern Gully has there been like a children's movie that had more like, no, this... propaganda in it. I'm gonna come back to it. Do it. I would. No, 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 I'll, come, ba- I'll come okay. back to it. So uh, he's unhealthy. Doesn't wash his hands. He's, he's eating junk food. He ate an egg yeah. straight from a fucking a monkey. Okay, so he's got an <laughs> egg and he's putting like all kinds of like pepper and 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 mayonnaise on it and stuff. And like he's he's just fucking peppering and salting the shit out of this thing. His daughter's talking about like eating healthy or whatever. And the fucking monkey, because he works at a zoo. Yep. Fucking monkey takes the egg from him, puts yes. it in his mouth. Then Bill Murray wrestles with this monkey through these bars. And finally, the monkey drops the fucking egg in the monkey cage. Right. All right. I don't care how funny you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get like, okay, this whole thing's going to be about this guy getting sick and what happens inside of his body uh-huh. is the white blood cell. Osmosis Jones is on the case. It's fucking though. I don't care how filthy you are. I don't know anybody in the fucking world that this monkey, <laughs> this monkey who was just just itching its own ass. <laughs> yeah. That was probably fucking filthy as shit. Grabs the egg with that filthy hand, mm-hmm. then puts it in his filthy fucking mouth, <laughs> and then wrestles with Bill Murray, and it falls in the cage that's probably had shit all yeah, over fecal it. Matter and... and Bill Murray grabs it, and he's like, "What? Ten second rule?" And eats it. <laughs> I mean, it is covered with fucking filth and I stuff know. too. Well, he does the same thing later. He's at a, a science fair that his daughter is presenting at. Oh my and god! There's a kid the who has an experiment with oysters. And he's talking about, you know, what was your experiment? And the kid's explaining. He's like, all right, I'll take them. You just made a deal. He's <laughs> like, I cleaned them for a week, yeah. which is the which is the norm. And then we find out that the kid's like, you know. Special needs. Special <laughs> needs. 
needs. Come to think of it, yeah, yeah the kid has special needs, and she's he's, she's like, oh no, we just gave him this project like six hours ago, <laughs> yeah. and, so, and he gets fucking sick from that. He gets sick. Uh, but but it's so disgusting. Yes, just that's think what about going that. For. And th- this character is just beyond buffoonery. Mm-hmm. Beyond buffoonery, like he's special needs. He is. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. His wife didn't pass away. His wife fucking left. Like I'm convinced oh, that she's so? fucking left. He invented them. a story about her. Yes, because there's no way any self-respecting woman would have stayed with this guy. Well, but they kind of uh, allude to the fact that she died because she ate unhealthily. Like the daughter at one point is confronting. Oh, that's they did. Bill that's Murray, right. She's like, maybe if you and mom ate healthier, she'd still be here. And I'm like, that's, wow, that's right. Some dark shit. But that's uh, right. But. I, I don't know. I got some chuckles out of it because who else could kind of play that role uh, and and still make it laughable than than Bill Murray? Well, I liked him in this. <laughs> well, I have someone when we get oh, to the recasting. All right, <laughs> yeah, interesting. No. Um, oh, I'm gonna curious to, to see who that is. Uh, so uh, so yeah, so that's the outside. That's what's going on in the outside world. Bill Murray getting into hijinks and and his daughter's trying to be the the voice of reason, trying to get him eat healthier, and he's just making a mock and talking about the Buffalo Wild Wing New York. Buffalo, New York. Uh, Buffalo, New York. It's, it's just wing. Buffalo, New York, not Buffalo Wild Wing, New York. <laughs> but it's a it's a wing festival that he wants to take her to. Yeah. Um, inside, in the animated world, what we're seeing inside of Frank, the city of Frank, um, really clever the way it's done. It's basically like a buddy cop movie. Uh-huh. Um, but and so Osmosis Jones is a white blood cell voiced by Chris Rock, uh-huh. and then uh, we his his cop, his, the straight man. Is a, is a pill basically a cold like a pill, a Tylenol uh, uh-huh. or what was it, Drexanol, right? Yeah, that he takes, and Drips. so they have to they have to team up and fight off uh, like a super virus, which they allude to is because uh, what are they calling him? They're calling him Thrax. Thrax. So I don't know if That's it's the supposed red to be anthrax. I have. I, I'm I'm assuming it is. They never really call it out, except and they that call they're him calling thrax. him Thrax. Yeah. So uh, I guess so. Um, uh, voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Which you wouldn't guess, no, right off the bat, like he's that. That's Lawrence Fishburne. He's not a very strong voice actor. I thought he's not a very strong voice actor. Uh, he's not a well fleshed out villain. And this is what I was going to say. And I was eh. like, "Well, I'll wait for it." Uh, when you you were like, "Oh yeah, you know that something like like Fern Gully." Fern Gully. No, this was Fern Gully. Yeah. This movie was Fern Gully in somebody's body because the way that uh, the the way that Lawrence Fishburne's character comes to being is just like when uh, uh, yeah, a Tim, Tim Curry, Curry character comes to being in Fern Gully. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost exactly the same thing. Uh, it's just that instead of in a rainforest, it's in Bill Murray's disgusting body. That's true. But he was pretty... I, I liked him as a... I, I, didn't, I liked the character. I didn't like the voice actor uh, as... Uh, as the voice, but uh, I like the character. He's just a he's, a he's a virus. What else do you need to know? He doesn't need any motivation other than that. He he he, I, he goes around and kills things. Okay, I guess. And, and we find out like he's he, he's got a personal goal. He's trying to take down his next victims faster and faster. And he's like, I'm gonna kill Frank in 48 hours. I think what would have worked better for me mm-hmm. for this is if Thrax was a pre-existing villain, someone that already had a history with Osmosis Jones. That would or or had a history with Drix or something, you know, that Drix is like, oh, yeah, I fought this somewhere else, you know, da, 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 or, 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 or I, I've heard about him. or I don't know. He needed to have history with somebody, though, yeah. because they they built him up as such a lethal villain, such a huge villain. But there was nothing there. There were no it felt like there was no connection to it. it but was you know just, what? I, and I, I hear what you're saying. And if you were just looking at it from a story standpoint, but stepping back and looking at it from like an educational standpoint, like that's how viruses work. Like they get introduced to your body. Uh-huh. You don't have an immunity to them because you haven't experienced them before. 
uh, and then they they take over, and it's up okay. to your, it's up to your I white guess, blood cells to I don't know. I guess I I would be more willing to go with you on that logic ride if they didn't spend so much time trying to flesh out everything else in this movie. I hear you. Where it's like, oh, we've got this this mayor who's voiced by William Shatner, Mayor Flemington, and it's about to you know there's <laughs> yeah. there's about to be a reelection, and he's running against against Ron Howard, <laughs> Tom Kalanick. Tom Kalanick. <laughs> That's the character's name. <laughs> and he's talking about I'm gonna flush this town out, and, and, yeah. and that was clever. There's that a was, lot of clever. It was writing. really well done. Uh, I don't think it was quite as clever as like Pixar stuff. You know, some of the some of the things I saw there, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of you know telegraphing the punch a little bit. But again, but. when Disney was doing like fucking uh, Treasure Island, you know, they were really oh, yeah. just floundering. Uh, and uh, it, Pixar really was the only game in town. You know, there were all these other because we had Warner Brothers. Uh, S, uh, DreamWorks was still kind of yeah. DreamWorks was doing them. like Anastasia around that time or something like that. Who was that? I think no, that I was, think that was Fox. I think was Fox, Fox Animations did uh, uh, Anastasia because because they had the all the road Don to Blue. El Dorado. Was that Warner Brothers? No, that was DreamWorks. That was You're DreamWorks. Right. Yep. Yeah, they were doing the El Dorado. Okay, I actually like that. They one. did the the Prince of Egypt. I like that one. That one was a really well done. That was a really well done movie. Yeah, that was a Katzenberg. I, I think they were working on that at Disney when Katzenberg left to do wow. SKG, and so it was like, and it was a musical, so good music, and of course the fucking subject matter. You can't beat that. Um, so yeah, w- considering all the other players in town at the time, this is this is better than it had to be. I think, especially for a kids movie. I don't uh, know. All right, all right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I completely agree with that. But but getting back to my point, I yes. really. You know, it seems like they spent a whole lot of time fleshing out relationships that, like, Osmosis knew the mayor's uh, assistant. Yeah. You know that there was there was there was some connection to everybody. Like there's the chief, and then there was the the fire department or whatever. Like people knew who Osmosis Jones was. He had a reputation. Yeah. So I guess it would have helped from a from a story standpoint. I don't think I'd have worried about this so much if I was teenage Joe. But 37-year-old Joe is sitting here watching the movie going, oh, I really wish that there was a little bit more of like, you know, that, that there was a history behind these two. And that would have made this, I would have invested a little bit more you. in the story. And yet, one of your favorite movies, Die Hard, like there was no prior uh, history between Joe no, McClane no, and, and Hans Gruber. You're absolutely right. I but you, it, but to try to to try to compare Thrax okay. to Hans Gruber <laughs> no, you're right. is fucking ridiculous. But no, I get you. That is a good, that's mean. a good point. That's a good point. I, I, I like your take, though. There could have been a clever way to do it. To allude to him uh, taking somebody else down, instead of the villain just flat out saying, "I've killed, I killed." Oh my god, he tells the story. You're like, "I killed a seven year old." Oh yeah, seventy two hours. Like, wow, shit, oh, got, yeah. shit got dark. Um, and he even says that as he's flying, he's like, "I'm going to take out his daughter." Yeah, next. Like, I know. Wow. All right. Um, so going back to uh, the, the writing and some of the characters, we talked a little bit about you know the main characters, Osmosis Jones and Drexenal. He's the the pill voiced by David Hyde Pierce. Yes, hot off of his uh, Fraser Niles uh, Niles Fraser. Um, um, oh, that's me. Okay, <laughs> but um, also the you know, we alluded to the mayor voiced by William Shatner, dude. Why does Shatner not do more? Well, probably because he's a prima donna and doesn't want to. Right, right. But he's, he's a great he's really voice good actor. at it. He is. He's for me almost the highlight of this film. He's an incredible voice Playing actor. Like, he's he's really he stands out in this. movie. He's doing like the scummy mayor who's trying to get reelected. But and he's like the. It's like listening to the Priceline negotiator <laughs> doing like all this ridiculous stuff. It's 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 pretty great. It's like a cross between. The Priceline Negotiator and Alec Baldwin's character from 30 Rock yes. kind of put in this animated world. That it's is, really fun. It's a great analogy. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, so th- there's some clever little lines peppered in just to kind of flesh the world out, no pun intended. I like it when uh, there's a couple of construction workers early on inside of Frank's body. I guess they're, they're cells. And uh, they're just kind of chit-chatting. 
And one, one says to the other, any plans for the weekend? And the guy says, yeah, I got tickets to go down to the kidneys Kidney to see the stones. <laughs> yeah. And the other guy says, well, they could pass any day now. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, that's so clever. That was, that was well done. Uh, the mayor, William Shatner's mayor, is being uh, uh, questioned by reporters, and they're, they're, they're bringing up a bunch of things. They're like, what about the, the shortage of uh, fat cell housing? And he's like, well, we're I'm, I'm proud to announce Developing we're, a third chin. We're beginning construction on a third chin. So li- little touches like that. Did you that, hear what he I says love. after that, though? Hmm. They're like, with, like they say something to the effect of, "But well, there's only so much space that you could throw on, oh. the, on the front. And he's like, well, we're working on expanding the back as well. Yeah, he's talking talk about the hair fall because he's losing hair on oh, the head. Like, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're planning on moving them to the back. So there's the back. Plenty of opportunities <laughs> for jobs in, on the yes. back. Yes. Uh, so really clever. I love how they like turn the body into a city and there's signs, there's city of Frank um, and... And there's maps. Like, you know, wherever yeah. you go, like, there's certain maps. I love that the stomach is treated like it's an airport. Yes, that, like, I know, right? Things arrive at the stomach. There's, like, and, terminals, and, well, we have a pill coming in. That's very that's very creative. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I did. You, at least it sounds like you agreed with me that there's some there's Oh, some no, 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 no. There's, there's there. absolutely a lot of creativity at work here, and I love the premise. I don't love the execution of it. I, and there I can I can agree with you. Because, yeah. now, now, what part are we talking about? I'm talking about uh, overall voice performances. Yeah. I, I think overall voice performances. I think Chris Rock... Should not have been anchoring this movie. He's not a very good actor. Chris Rock is a great personality, and he has a very distinct voice. But those two do not together make a, no. an animated character. And the thing is, I've seen him perform in films where I've enjoyed him. Oh, yeah. I've seen his stand-up that I really enjoy. And he's done some voice work that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cute. The that's Madagascar funny. movies? Yeah, he's a zebra, but he's not right? heading that thing up. No, no. You're listening to Chris Rock's high-pitched, shrieky <laughs> voice for an hour and a half in this movie. Yeah. And he's... It's like listening to his guinea pig from the Doctor Doolittle movie because he voices the the guinea oh, pig he? in Doctor Doolittle, oh. but he he's only in it so much, and even like less is way fucking more with this character because <laughs> he's always doing this and he's always talking like this. That's it Coconut, for Afro, an Coconut, hour Afro. and a half is just him screaming stuff, and they even like did little uh, twists on his stand up material when he first meets Drix and they're driving through the body or whatever, oh, and you're hearing that. him. He's talking about how he was so poor that. You know, they uh, couldn't even afford... And that's part of his actual stand-up routine. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of... I was, like, a little groaning at that and kind of <laughs> rolling the eyes at that. Uh, it was... It's the voice performances overall, like, the ones that were really having to stick. Like, you know, Shatner did great. Yes. Uh, even David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce mm-hmm. did great. He was he was really good he's as the straight man cop. He's basically, like, playing Buzz Lightyear. Uh, exactly. Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Uh, but everybody else, even Lawrence Fishburne, I thought like it was yeah. all really weak. It didn't it didn't sustain. And I thought just the story in general, from my point of view now as an adult, it just it just didn't interest me. It didn't hold up. There were so many times where like I was sitting there watching at work and I would just like click a different window and do something else. <laughs> yeah. And they go, Jesus, I need to be watching this. And I'd click yeah. back. And it just it I had the hardest time keeping engaged with it. Yeah, and that's probably why it wasn't very successful. Um, gosh, I think it had like a seventy million dollar budget. Yeah, seventy million dollar budget earned fourteen. Mm. Again, this is when everybody was cranking out animated oh movies, my and God. the market was saturated, and uh, you know, kids uh, their attention spans were, were being pulled left and right. So they went on to make this an animated series too, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Oh. Ozzy and Drix. You're kidding. Yeah, well, I, I saw it on IMDb. I no was way. going through IMDb to look at who voiced this and who voiced that. And there was something that said, like, there was a show called Ozzy and Drix. Huh. And, like, Phil Lamar did the voice for Osmosis Jones. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, like, all the, like, standard cartoon, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Billy mass West. produced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Billy West in it. 
But yeah, they had an animated series for a little while. Like a Nickelodeon show? Yeah. Did it say what uh, network? I don't know what network it was on. Interesting. Because I remember after watching this movie thinking, well, this would make a great uh, series. It would have. It would have made a really great series. Learn something and, about the body in And maybe episode. you don't kill Thrax off at the end, and he's a character that can kind of come back in a series and kind of play the way more, viruses work, play though, Joe. Uh, is it not the fucking anthrax virus? <laughs> but today it? would be Ebola. You think? Did you catch the Ebola? The Ebola I did. reference? They make it an Ebola reference. Did it make you cringe? It was a little prescient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fifteen years ago, I'm like, hmm, funny that. And remember, anthrax was the big deal back then. So yeah, no it surprise. Was. It's a, and you know, if they were made in 2005, it would have been the bird flu, right? Or what was it in 2010? Every five years, it was we got a, another yeah, hoof and mouth virus. disease. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but f- again, for what it was trying to be, <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I think it was uh, uh, ambitious and, and for the most part, lived up to uh, to its ambitions. Yeah. Um, I, did you prefer the live action version? No. The end? No. <laughs> so, no. So this is where it lost you, huh? No. It was it was Let's really tough that. because while I wasn't really thrilled with the with the animated portion, at least it had that creativity of like the set design, like what they did yeah. with this with certain situations, certain locations. Um, I didn't like that. No matter where they were, it took like two seconds for Ozzy and Drix to get wherever they needed to go in the body. One minute they're like, in the toenail, uh, right? The next on the they're armpit. The, uh, yeah, I was like, Jesus. Uh, but but actually, as as tough as it was for me to you know get with the the performances, like I said, I really love the locations. I love the creativity. What they were doing inside the body, I thought was really great. The live action stuff was abysmal for me. It it's was so rough. unwatchable. It was the typical Fairly Brothers. We're gonna gross you out until you like. I couldn't. The zip popping oh scene. The zip popping scene. <gasps> the the snot hanging from Bill Murray's uh, nose yes. that he just he just sniffs sucks up. it up. Like this guy is the most disgusting, <laughs> ridiculous, moronic man. Like who should not be raising a child. She should yes. like CPS, CPS should have taken her away from him yeah. when he was sitting there dying on the on the table at the end of the movie. I didn't feel bad. No, I'm like, I yeah. was like, oh good, so this poor get- girl. Girl will finally maybe be in a home where someone will take care of her. Yeah. Like, there's a part early in the movie where he's sitting in, in, in a chair. Like, he just ate this fucking egg. He was working at the zoo, just ate this egg. Two minutes later, I guess he has a cramp as he's walking up the stairs to his house, and he's got a big bucket of chicken. Yeah, and, and, like, he's just the most unsympathetic, filthy fuck. And she's surprisingly even keeled and level-headed for having been raised by him. She would have been honey fucking boo-boo. Oh, she would have been honey boo-boo living in that house. <laughs> absolutely. I don't, uh, I, it, it's not, I'm not buying it. I am not buying that, but dad, we need to do this. Uh-uh. I know, but again, it's a, me- it's, it's, it's when you're handed, movie. like, you, you know, we have to have a message. We're going to get hammered by the, you know, parents association if we right. don't have something educational going on here. They did the best with what they could. That and I bit do, of gross out humor. I do feel bad because you're right. You know, it, it, there aren't many movies that actually have like a, a decent message to them. This movie has a decent message. It's trying yeah. to tell a decent message. It's trying to help people. This it's, is what goes on in your body when you do these things. It's trying to add something positive to the world, and I'm like shitting on it, <laughs> but I'm sorry. No, I hear you. You're still a movie, and I've got to cut you down. The, the, that scene where, so he's got this zit between his eyes oh. that's ever-growing, and, oh. and so we're cutting back and forth between the live action. He's talking with Molly Shannon, who's playing uh, his daughter's teacher. They've had some histories we find out earlier. Um 
and we're cutting back and forth between that and what's going on inside the zit, which is basically like this nightclub uh-huh. where uh, you know uh, Osmosis Jones <laughs> and Drexel are going to like shake the, down the zit. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, right. They, just, I know. they drive up and they go inside. It's so clever. I, I, the armpit is like a steam room. Like, like where oh the, my god, uh, the armpit part. <laughs> hey man, what's that smell? Oh, I don't wear my my daughter won't let me wear deodorant more. She says it causes cancer. <laughs> exactly. What? What kind of message is that? That was confusing. I think that was a very 2001 yeah. theory. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I mean, an, no, no, that's like the anti-vaccine Jenny McCarthy crowd yeah. getting their two cents in. Um, but no, yeah, so he he's having this conversation with Molly Shannon, and it's getting heated. And at a certain point, you know, all she... Oh, well, oh, um, Osmosis Jones lets off like a grenade, basically, uh-huh, and yep. this is it. And as would happen in real world, it pops, and it la- Joe, it lands on, it her, lands bottom on her lip. lip. On her, her lip. bottom lip. It's so disgusting, uh, man. Even, even describing it. I, I couldn't watch. Like I was doing d- that thing with my scissor yeah. hands where I was We'd, looking through them. <laughs> Were you Edward? Um, I was Joel you, scissor you hands. You were Joel scissor hands. Uh, Joe, I don't know how to love you with these. Well, with these, how do I love you? Uh, you don't. Like, <laughs> you, you don't. I'm doing more Ninja doing, Turtles. No, no, you're doing the Vulcan. <laughs> Live long and I, prosper. I, I, am, I will always be. <laughs> I have been. That's what it is. And always will be. Was Your that, friend. Is that Yoda? No, that's how he sounds. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? I, oh, uh, several, several times. So good. Uh, and I'm not even a Trek fan, but I love that film. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. No, the, they didn't need to do that. Didn't, they didn't need to go as gross as they did with it. Right. Didn't need to see snot actually hanging out of his fucking nose. <laughs> didn't need to see zit, like, residue Explode. on her lip. Yeah. Didn't need to see, like, mid-puke oh, the picture. Vomit? The vomit yeah. when he pukes on her. Like, there's so much, like you said, it's the Farrelly's leaning on there. Oh, we're going to just make this really gross. Okay, I get it. You know, that that's kind of, part of it is kind of, I don't even know how to, I don't no, even know how to you. give this the pass. I want to give it a pass, you know, that it's, uh, it, it's suitable for what's going on in this movie. It's suitable for that Nickelodeon generation. You know, kids are going to sit there. You know, these are the kids that like slime and, and yeah. gack. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, is cool. I love gross stuff. But at the same time, I can't watch it. Yeah. I, I think. Well, we were so a little this older. is very subjective for me where it's like, I cannot. I cannot watch it. That's gross. I thought it uh, surprisingly melded the live action and, and animation better than I thought it was going to because I remember seeing commercials well I remember seeing commercials for this and um, well uh, Space Jam is a movie I hate yeah uh, and that is like you know there are characters that are interacting in the same it's space so bad the way um, the way they try to composite everybody yeah, together it, it looks so bad didn't work yeah um Actually, you know, a movie that I'm um, just thinking about it now that this kind of reminds me of, it's almost a prequel to the new Pixar movie that's coming out next oh, year. Oh, yeah, Inside, Inside Out, Out, which... <laughs> I've got to tell you, man, the first time yeah, yeah. And Sarah and I were talking about this, the first trailer we saw for that before Big Hero 6, I was not impressed. It was a teaser. It was like I a little 60-second teaser. I, I wasn't impressed. I was like, hey, this reminds me of that Fox TV show from the 90s called yeah. Herman's Head. Yeah. I'm not really impressed. The trailer we saw before Into the Woods... Yeah. Sold me. Yeah. I was sold. I was like, this is great because I love that it's the same four characters, the same Five. like uh, the same characteristics mm-hmm. inside each person, yep. but they all have different defining, you know, uh, 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 some kind of trait that makes you know like yep. which person that they're inside. I love it. Yeah, I love it because we're going to get treated to some amazing, diverse voice performances from each of those actors. That was the other thing I... So, like, all five uh, emotions are played by the same the characters. The same characters. And then just in different people. Or the people. same people, but in different... Yeah, Because, exactly. in, like, when they would cut from the father to the daughter, like, it didn't sound like the same voice. But it, I was wondering, it, I'm like, are there 15 different actors the, doing it's this? It's the but, same people. Yeah, really impressive. I can't wait. Check that trailer out if you haven't. And, and also telling was, um, when we saw it before Into the Woods, it came right after that new George Lucas trailer. 
Oh, which that, was the most boring. Uh, how awful does that thing look? It looked really bad. I think everybody in the theater had the same reaction to it. was silence. Too. After it was done, we well, were just like... the guy I was sitting next to... Uh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> That's exactly, did you hear him say that? Yeah. Well, he said that, and at the same time, I was like, uh-uh. No. Uh-uh, no. It's like some fairy tale. And it's it's apparently... So Lucas has been working on this the last couple of years, like, in secrecy, in hiding. Oh, he should keep it hidden. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. This should be like Michael Jackson's last album, where <laughs> release it after <laughs> posthumously, and uh, maybe... Let the, his hologram do it. There, there you go. But no, we were, there's, funny, there's so many parts in it where it's like... clever. It's so dated. The humor on it is so dated. Well, Where like a character you. shows up and he's like, "It's time to booty shake," uh, and I'm like, "No one does that. No, no, no kids are into that anymore. Yeah. Like that isn't. It's gonna that's be so awful. not a thing." I feel really bad for the parents that get dragged to that movie. And take oh, yeah. kids. and then so yeah, immediately but it afterwards, looks beautiful. Like well, the special sure. effects, but right? Right. It's just a shame, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a shame that so much work and so much effort is going to yeah. go into something that's going to look really nice. Like the Star Wars prequel. I was going to say episode two. Looks it's going to look really nice, but it's going to be, it's fucking hollow. Yeah, it's There's be farting nothing. cows and shit oh, in it again. Yeah. So then when that shame. Pixar trailer comes up right afterwards, and I leaned over to when I was sitting next to him, I was like, that's how you do it. That's yeah. how you do it, George. That was Pay really well done. Take notes. It was really well done. So, but no, you're us. right. It, very, it very much paved the way for something like Inside I Out. I think so too. Um, so yeah, I, I I still like Osmos. Even going back, and I I, I will give you its 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 um, uh, faults. Yeah, its its shortcomings, uh, and audiences will too. Because I was mentioning Rotten Tomatoes, fifty five percent with critics, forty one with audiences. Yeah, I was expecting it to be reversed. Um, so uh, maybe it'll it'll find an audience and maybe I don't know. It's not I was really streaming anywhere. I'm so. not. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's hard to find. <laughs> you how'd said, you, find, how'd you, you said, find they get it? I, I rented it on Amazon. Good for you. But you, uh, I rented the high def version too. Yeah, good for. Well, you know what though? I would say this is a movie you don't have to watch it. <laughs> no, you sure don't. <laughs> this is the one exception I would have made. You sure don't. <laughs> In fact, uh, we were going to watch it again, Jeff and I, after the oh, yeah. uh, afternoon delight movie. We were going to watch it again. And I was like, well, here's Joel's email. You can download it. And he's like, yeah, it's going to take like 45 minutes to download. It's a four-gig file. Sorry, <laughs> like, Listen, that's what they had. 1080p, 5.1 surround. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not enthusiastic <laughs> about the movie, though. I wish. You know, I, I'm excited. I was excited. I'm excited about this whole month about sharing, like, our favorite things back and forth. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, there's a part of it that I do appreciate, but I don't think I'll ever come back to it, Osmosis it Jones. It does not hold up. But only because Pixar. Like, I'm telling you, in 2001, this was at the top of the heap as far as animated fare goes. Because those Disney movies, man, they were limping along. Uh, Atlantis, that was the other one I was thinking of. That yeah. had a great visual style, uh-huh. but just so, uh, no was, story. Who's Titan AE? Oh, that was another Don Bluth. That was, was a that, Fox animation. That too. was Fox animation. I liked that one, too, actually. It was written by Joss Whedon. Yes. Oh, that's right. He was one of the writers yeah. on there. Yeah. Actually, that that very well could have been this episode. Because uh, that's another guilty pleasure. I feel like that, that's a very underrated animated it film. It is. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. It's got Drew Barrymore, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, and, and if you like 80s like hairband type music, uh-huh. uh, I don't know why. Can it, you take <laughs> me higher? It was very creedish. Yeah. Um, and Don Bluth just has a, a penchant for that I type love, of music. But it worked. I just love Don Bluth's style, man. Yeah, I wish he were a better director. Yeah, I, I agree. Anytime, like, yeah, all of his movies look great, and especially that one, Titan E. There's some, so, there's some good ideas uh-huh. with, with what he does. There's that one planet where they're like surfing. Yeah. Um, but man, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to direct actors. No. Nope. I, I feel like he's a little bit of George Lucas. I feel like that if there were a computer where he could just type in just words type and, it would, in voices. and Siri would speak back to you, <laughs> he would totally direct a movie that way. Hello, of Miss Frisbee. Getting performances. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, this movie's look great. Check out Titan A.E. Uh, if you don't want to see Osmosis Jones. Right. But I, I still like it. I, I think uh, I think those clever one-liners and, and the world that they created, like you mentioned, great art direction. Um, oh, I love, yeah. I love how everything kind of feels, even though it's a city, everything is like pliable and very uh-huh. um, mushy feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's... I. There's a, not another animated movie that I can think of that, that feels like this movie does. And that's probably the biggest compliment I can give it. Yeah. Osmosis Jones, everybody. Well. At its best, it's Pixar. But at its worst, it's like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so true. there's a lot truth. of, there's a it's, lot of uh, it's variation. Dumb, dumber and Dumberer, or whatever the hell that one was. <laughs> the prequel one that they tried oh, to yeah, make. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I'll, I'll give it that. All right. Uh, yeah. Favorite I, thing? Uh, my, oh, is it time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I, I guess we did. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, what I think this movie did the best, uh, and I think I've I've already said it, is the art direction. It was the you know the fact that like, hey, let's do this. Let's make the stomach the airport. Let's yep. you know that you know that all the veins, the the major arteries are highways mm-hmm. with like cars, cars and stuff. And I think that they were very they were very conscious in um, in how they attacked the 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 color design. Of everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that it still represented the inside of a human body. A lot of but, reds, but yeah, there are a lot of reds. But then, you know, you also had like blues and your capillaries, and like they they were they were careful to still represent the body, but in like you said, in kind of a city form. Uh, I really dug that. I dug like how the main the main hub, the city, was the mm-hmm. heart. And okay, cool. I love that the news came from like the brain. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the neural news network. <laughs> that's great. NNN. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Did, and did you notice, uh, speaking of the design, because that's my favorite thing too, the art direction. Um, the design of the main character, Osmosis Jones himself, is like a like he's 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 a cell. Uh-huh. The, like the blue that's, part is him. Everybody, and almost he, all the characters yeah, yeah. in the body. And then he has like a, uh, an outline, a membrane uh-huh. yeah. that kind of makes up his features. I, I dug that. Yeah. I, I dug that. It could because what they did with that was they set up the fact that like you know, this is not a, a completely solid character. Yeah, he can reshape himself, into... which comes in handy at the end of the movie. That's right. Uh, so yeah, as well as the as well as the set design, the mm-hmm. character design of this movie, that's the production design of this. I thought was really cool. The the animated version, the fucking the the live action <laughs> stuff, and that's where it comes into what I thought this movie did the worst. Ugly. Just the live action stuff was so flat. It was very flat, and and and, and like felt like they just kind of all right. So just do this and yeah. go. They didn't take any time. They could have taken time. I, was, I want. I want to bring this to you. Okay. Uh, let's compare the live action sequences in Osmosis Jones mm-hmm. to the live action sequences in the Lego Movie. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. That's you great. You don't even have as much time in the Lego Movie, and you tell a complete story about a father and a son. <laughs> it's a little short that's, film. That's really touching. Mm-hmm. In that short amount of time, they never even began to scratch the surface of. In Osmosis Jones. <laughs> That's a great analogy. You're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, disappointing. Uh, you mentioned time. How much time do you think they spent shooting the? Like, you got Bill Murray for three days, if that. Because how many different sets? They're in the hot. They're the zoo, the school, they're the, the school, zoo, the, hospital, the hospital, and the home, and the house. Yeah. All right. So maybe you have a week with Bill Murray, or five days, a working week. Wow. <laughs> you think not even that? I don't even think that. <laughs> I honestly don't even think you that. You might be right, man. How? I, I was watching those scenes where he's interacting with a little girl. I don't know. And she did a pretty good job too. I would say because she wasn't bad for 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 an early two thousands kid actor and fucking having to act against Bill Murray, who she probably grew up like watching Ghostbusters. Bill motherfucking Murray. Yeah, and we we know how intimidating he can be on set, and you've heard stories about him yeah. uh, just kind of being a bit of a prima donna. 
Um, she must have well either, around that time, especially. Yeah, exactly. She must have either loved him or hated him. Yeah, I can't tell. But yeah. the fact that I can't tell means uh, she did a pretty good job. Oh man, the scene at the end where she's like crying. She she thinks he's dying there. I think I think she did a pretty good job. Okay, no. that has nothing to do with their chemistry. That was just no her. You know, she's no. she's a good little actress. Oh yeah, or was she's probably thirty years old. Oh, now. I was like, did she die? She, <laughs> she's taken by anthrax, unfortunately, in two thousand two. Taken by thrax. <laughs> Got on her fake eyelashes. I uh yeah. There's a lot to hate about those live action sequences. My least favorite thing. Though I have to go back to Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, we didn't have a good villain there. You could have had anybody voice that role. You could have, and but a better voice actor may, would have brought more to it instead of kind of getting lost in that role. Which uh-huh. I, I feel like he his, some of his line delivery is is uh, it's just not good. Yeah, like it's almost like they didn't know how. Did to... Did you recast him? I didn't recast any of the animated characters because oh, it was a little tough for me to do something I like that. I only did animated characters. I only did live action. Perfect. There you go. Hey, our, we get to... our movie will be made. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> because I'm very curious who you would have put in the place of Lawrence Fishburne. You know, would you have still gone like the urban direction that they seem to try to do? Yes. With Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. I'll tell you. Want to get to it right now? Yeah, I'll let's tell do you. it. Let's do the recast. All right. Well, I'll I'll start with Lawrence Fishburne since you evoked him. Um, somebody who has done some voice acting before for for uh, cartoon or animated. I can't call them cartoons. That's 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 beneath Pixar and The Incredibles. Okay. When Sam Jackson did the voice of. Uh, Oh, what was that character's name? Frozone. Oh, Frozone. There you go. Yes. Where is my super suit? That was good. got a little Cosby there. And <laughs> put in pops. Super super racism. But I would like to. No, it was the way we it's did his okay. voice. Uh, but he could have done this role, I think, because when Sam Jackson is menacing in real life, you know, uh-huh. as he is in Pulp Fiction, he's he's frightening. And you take that voice and you put him in this Anthrax character, he would have had more fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so I I would have recast Sam Jackson in that role. I don't That's know good. if urban's the way I would have described going, but uh, well, no, they they definitely they were definitely some, going like an urban route with him. Yeah, he had some he had some soul. Yeah, yeah well, he multiple times he was singing the uh, that uh, fever song. Fire, yeah. you give me fever. Yeah. He well, he was he was whistling fever. Oh, he did that as he, he first showed up, and then he did do the fire. Yeah. Um, so Larry Fishburne, uh, or, or yeah, Sam Jackson is the voice of Larry Fishburne. Brandy, who we didn't even really mention, she's the secretary to the mayor who has a little bit of a love Is interest. that who did the voice? Was Brandy? Brandy? Yeah. Moesha? Yeah, which just reeks of her being under contract with yeah. Warner Brothers, and we need someone. Who's hot right now? Are who you are the kids ki- going to know? Are you kidding? Who can- <laughs> now, Moesha now, or Brandy now, would have been like dying to get into a movie like oh, that. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Well, you know, that ship has sailed, Brandy. Sorry. Um, actually, I'm gonna you're a fine girl. I'm going to save her. Be- <laughs> I'm going to save her because she pairs well with my Osmosis Jones. Okay, all right. Uh, so let me go to William Shatner, who plays the mayor. We already lauded his performance. Um, how about Nathan Fillion doing the voice of wonderful. Uh, the mayor? Wonderful, because if you go back to Monsters U, the the character I he know. voiced, fucking amazing. Yeah, he he needs to do more voice acting, and this would be an opportunity. The David Hyde Pierce character, who is Drexenall, uh, the 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 straight man, the uh, Buzz Lightyear to Osmosis Jones's uh, Woody. Uh, how about today's David Hyde Pierce, which is Jim Parsons from the uh, Big Bang Theory? Man, I pull him out a Not lot. Not bad. Not bad. Well, yeah, yeah, you think I about it. I think he fits. He's got a distinct voice. He actually just did a voice of. Uh, they did a sequel, a Christmas special sequel for was it Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Or, did they really or reimagining a retelling? And I think he does like the little elf. From Rudolph. Wow. It was, uh, I saw I promos for it and I didn't see it either. No, because we're fucking adults. And yet we just spent the weekend watching Osmosis Jones <laughs> right. and Into the Woods. And we had a five minute diatribe about the next Pixar movie. So <laughs> maybe we're not as grown up as we'd like to think we are, Joe. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Jim Parsons in that role. And then finally, the Brandy and the Osmosis Jones character. 
Uh, I went Jada Pinkett with a Brandy character nah, because, nah, 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 because my Osmosis nah, Jones nah, nah, will nah, be nah, Will Smith. Doing Jada Pinkett. See, what? He, I don't know. Has he done a voice before? Yeah, he was in uh, a fish fish story or a fish tale or oh. what was that? He did it with De Niro. Holy shit, that's an awful movie. Yeah. Shark's Tale. Shark's Tale. God damn, Thank is you, that Jeff. an awful, awful animated movie and probably came out. I'm going to look it up because it probably came out around the about same the time. time this did. Who was that? Wasn't that? Was that? Uh, that was DreamWorks, DreamWorks? I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so bad. Shark and tale. computer generated too. Yeah, right? it was CG. When they didn't quite have the uh, the techniques down. And it was all about yeah. like him. What was it? It was kind of a, a take on uh, David and Goliath or something. Where oh, he that's like a little I remember. He took down. He took down a shark. I think so. Yeah. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to give you my uh, recasting on the live action characters. Okay. Uh, I only did three. Oh, well, there's did, only three, basically. I did Frank, right? Shane, and Bob. I didn't do the Molly Shannon character. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, did you do a director for yours? I did. Yeah? Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Of course. All right, because I think that we could still marry both of these things. Uh, all right, so in the Bob the Bob role, uh-huh. that's Chris Elliott, uh-huh. David Spade. Oh, yeah. David Spade down. Oh, he's always good. Uh, Shane, the, the, the daughter. Girl. Uh, Lilla Crawford, who was Little Red Riding Hood in Into the Woods. In, oh, yeah. I, I liked her in that, I liked too. her a lot. She wasn't given enough to do, and, and I, a lot of times they'll hire, I'm talking about Into the Woods now, uh-huh. a lot of times they'll hire singers first and then actors. Yeah. And with her, I couldn't tell if she was an actress who could sing or a singer who could somewhat act. Same but. thing Same thing with the little boy, but I didn't yeah. remember seeing him in the Les Miserables movie. He was yeah. uh, Gavroche. He was pretty bad. He he wasn't the best. No, he was not the best. In but he's either good, of these films, he's a good singer. He was a pretty good singer. Yeah, that's why they hired. Him. <laughs> but they should have hired him to do. They should have done the Disney thing where they hire somebody to sing and then and yeah. get a fucking actor to act. Man, I felt like they did that with uh with one of the characters. I can't remember who it was, but oh oh the when Chris prince? Pine when Chris Pine first starts singing. I was almost convinced they had somebody else doing it. Was it do we I was know? Like, was it I don't him? know. No, I don't know for sure. Okay. That was the that was the performance of the movie for me. I loved the, that's, the two when they sing agony. Singing. That's the highlight. So fucking he, great. And I was I don't know if it was you I was saying to afterwards, but uh I, I feel like he was the only actor it. who got that tone down yeah. right. Him and maybe Emily Blunt there uh-huh. uh had some had some moments, but they, uh, did, they did really good. No. Overall though, wasn't really the biggest fan of the movie. B pl- man, when we were we were at that party last night and everyone was like, Oh, I loved it, I loved it. And I was like B. I was good yeah. to decide whether to go plus or minus. Audible gasps. Everyone right? was shocked that I didn't love That's it. What happens when we go to a party with a bunch of musical fuck musical folks nerds? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I was. I wasn't the biggest fan. All right, so yeah, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Lilla Crawford is Shane, uh, and in the role of Frank, somebody who's used to working with the Farrelly brothers, uh, who I think could also pick up the I'm a slob vibe. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, reprising his Kingpin type role. Exactly. Nice. And, and this whole thing, because <laughs> it relies a little bit on balancing live action with animated. Uh, I went with Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, Roger Rabbit, yeah. of course. So I feel like if, if we marry Brad Bird and Robert Zemeckis kind of together on well, this project. you say that, but the last three films uh, Brad Bird has done is are live action now. He, oh, that's right. He's doing the yeah. Tomorrowland movie that's coming out. Also a great looking trailer. It's a great looking trailer. I just, I, like, first it was like, all right, we're making live action movies based on Disney animated movies. Then it was like we're making live action movies based on rides. Yep. Now we're making live action Disney movies based on just sections of Disney World. I know, I know. 
Next, it's going to be like Germantown it, from Adventureland. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. Epcot, Starship Earth, or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I bet that's on the it's drawing probably, board. It's somewhere. probably, it's probably in the works. Uh, all right. So, if you have any thoughts about what we've had to say or our recasting about Osmosis Jones, you can talk to us about it. A little talk back on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, look up the editing bay, and find the girl with the bleeding eyeballs. That's us, and that's where you can add your thoughts. And uh, and all that stuff. We've uh, we've also got just a couple of days at this point. A couple of days left, maybe one day left of uh, one day more. Another day, another destiny. <laughs> this never-ending road to Calvary. <laughs> These men who seem to it. know my crime will surely come a second time. One day more. <laughs> I did not live until today. We're just gonna do the rest of Les Mis here. Just this song. Okay. One. Wow! Speakers as, exploding, as everybody just glass turns breaking, off. I don't dogs give a are fuck about your covering right. their ears. So, like one day left to vote for the Eddies, the Eddie Awards yeah. on our website at editingbay.com, right, Joel? That is right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like. No, please. Well, at least you're going to do it right. 100. What is it? Time. What is it not? It is not the Editing Bay. <laughs> it's not Edit Bay, but it is editingbay.com. And yes, you're right. Uh, last chance to vote for the Eddie Awards, 2014 Eddie Awards, and that'll be next week's episode. I'm so excited about that. Going to be yeah. big, big to do. It's going to be fun. We, we're going to kick. We're, we're single handedly kicking off award season, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, maybe a little thing called the Golden Globes, but uh, this is coming out beforehand. I think we are going to beat them, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yes, we are. Um, With movies that didn't come out this nope, year. Very self serving. <laughs> look back at our own year in podcast, but uh, it should be fun. And it's a nice, uh, you know, if you if you want to listen to a couple of episodes, you're just now getting on the whole editing bay thing. This will be a nice one to uh, to catch you up. Yeah. On, on on what we've done. In the a, last ni- year. a nice tribute to you, and uh, not only are we giving awards out for uh, for for films that we've watched and for recastings that we've done and for our special guests, uh, but we'd also like to give an award to you, yes, our listener, uh, who our one listener, Just on, no, no, to you, <laughs> Joe's girlfriend, to, to, the, <laughs> <laughs> to the to the best listener, the most devoted listener of the editing bay. And what we want you to do, what we've asked you to do, is to write us a message on our Facebook page and just let us know why you love the Editing Bay podcast. If you do, if you hate it, <laughs> write us and let us know why you hate it. At least it'll just, be traffic. Just write us <laughs> and tell us something about our podcast, please. Uh, yeah, so uh, so you can go ahead and do that on the Facebook page. You can do the voting on editingbay.com, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to doing that. We're going to have some special guests Right here in studio yeah, yeah. to do some stuff with us, uh, like presenting awards and just kind of reminiscing of times past over mm-hmm. this past year. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all yeah. I've got. Is yeah. there anything that I'm missing? Follow us on Twitter at the Editing Bay as oh, well yeah. if you want to. Uh, I'll always kind of announce pre uh, a little earlier what the next week's movie is going to be, right. um, or as we're watching, give a little little sneak peek. So stay up on that. Hell's yeah! But uh, yeah. if you download us on your iTunes app, mm, there you uh, go. make sure that you give us a little bit of review. Uh, five-star rating on that. Review us. That will help greatly. Uh, I know we haven't done any like, hey, let's read a review or something like that, but we will get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Holidays have just been hectic, oh, and uh, neither one of us are geared right now to no. bring up the iTunes app to I try can't to bring that up. I fucking internet right now, so <laughs> I've that's noticed that. All right, so yeah, next week we'll see you for the Eddie Awards. You guys have a great new year. Uh, we'll see you in 2015. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.